Hi, welcome back to Briarwood Kids Ask. My name is Dan Buck. I'm the director of lower school here in Houston at the Briarwood School. I'm delighted to have two amazing guests. I have the very talented, accomplished author, John Irving, as well as Caleb, a fifth grade student. John Irving published his first novel, Setting Free the Bears, when he was 26 years old. Since then, he's written 14 more novels. Most of them have been international bestsellers, and five of his novels have been adapted for film. John has been nominated for a National Book Award three times, winning in 1980 for The World According to Garp. It's one of my personal favorites. In 2000, he won an Oscar for the screenplay of The Cider House Rules. In 2013, he won a Lambda Literary Award for In One Person. His books have been translated into more than 35 languages. His all-time best-selling novel in every language is A Prayer for Owen Meany. John also competed as a wrestler for 20 years and coached wrestling until he was 47. In 1992, he was included in the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. That's awesome. John was born in Exeter, New Hampshire, but he's a dual citizen of the United States and Canada. He's joining us from Toronto, Ontario, where he's lived full-time for the past eight years. Ladies and gentlemen, John Irving and Caleb. So I'm going to zoom in here on Caleb. What age did you find out you had dyslexia, and how did you cope? Well... When I was starting high school, uh, prep school, a prep school where my dad taught, uh, I was overwhelmed by uh, the homework. I was overwhelmed by how long the reading assignments took me. I remember I would ask my friends, how long did the history take? How long did the English take? And if they told me half an hour, I would think, oh, that's going to take me two hours. Um, there was no name for learning disabilities when I was in prep school. Uh, dyslexia wasn't in the language then. So I just thought I was a very slow boy uh, in a school with a lot of good students, better students than I was. And... It wasn't until my second son was the age I was then, and he was diagnosed with dyslexia. He was diagnosed with a learning disability. And when his learning disability teacher was explaining my son's disability to me, I realized only then that she was talking about me too. Um, so for the, the hardest years of my life, uh, I needed five years to graduate from a four-year school. Um, I did not graduate with the class I went into. So I was a year older than everybody when I started um, college at the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, well, what I discovered is that the more I concentrated on one thing, the better I was. When I had too many things to do, I couldn't keep up with the multitasking. And, and so I learned to give myself one thing and give my full attention to it, even if that meant I would progress more slowly through other things. I don't think this hurt me in the long run as a writer, 
because uh, I've never seen there's been any advantage to writing too fast. I write very slowly. I rewrite very slowly. Um, I spend quite a long time on each novel. Well, by the time I got to a place in my life where I only was doing one thing, one thing I loved, I didn't notice anymore that I had dyslexia because I had that singular focus and I could do that. But the multitasking in school, the kind of multitasking you have to do now, Caleb, that was the hardest for me. And as I said, at the time, there was no name for it. I just thought everybody's smarter than I am. I just need twice as much time as they do. When did you start being interested as being a writer? I was 15 when I read Charles Dickens' Great Expectations. That was the novel that made me wish I could be a writer if I could be a writer like him. It was a, a daunting and intimidating prospect for a 15-year-old to know that I wanted to do something when I was such a struggling student. And, and here I was, at the same time I was beginning prep school, imagining that I wanted to write novels. Um, that was my ambition. That was what I wanted to be when I grew up, so to speak. Uh, and you can understand why I didn't tell many people about this, my friends especially, because I, I'm sure they would have thought, gee, you know, he he's not a very good student. He can't keep up with school. How does he imagine he's going to write novels? <laughs> but that's what had happened to me. I was 15 when I knew what I wanted to be. Um, in your childhood, what was your hardest time with dyslexia? I think the, the hardest thing is not to get down on yourself. The hardest thing is not to judge yourself too harshly against uh, those fellow students around you who find the work you find so difficult pretty easy. The, the hardest thing is not to compare yourself to people who are smarter and aren't affected by whatever it is that's affecting you. Um, you can't let yourself um, get down on yourself. You can't, uh, and, and you don't want to be in the position where you're always envying your friends who are smarter either. So there, there are things you, you, you just don't want to look at if they bring your spirits down. Uh, are 
there are any advantages about having dyslexia? Sorry, would you repeat that? Are there any advantages about having dyslexia? Advantages. Yeah, you know, that's a that's a good one. Um yes, yes, there are in my case, but it it, it took me a few years to realize that they were advantages. Uh, I didn't know it, but eventually, four or five years later, uh, after the hardest time I was having, uh, I began to see that learning the lesson of going more slowly, learning the lesson of redoing something, rewriting something you've already written again and again. I, I learned to, to sort of teach myself that you can do this. You just have to do it again and again, but you can do it if, if, you, if you stick to it, if you stay with it. And I think it was a big advantage to me. Again, I didn't recognize it at the time, but at the same time, I had this dream of becoming a writer. It was coincident with the day I started wrestling, the only sport I really was any good at, the only sport I really liked. And there was a lot about writing that entailed doing it again, that entailed rewriting. Um, the rewriting made you better. Well, in a sport like wrestling, like boxing, there's a lot of repetition. There's, there's a lot of what we call drilling. You learn to make a move spontaneously by doing it so many times that it becomes natural. It isn't natural the first 20 times you do it. But if you do it enough, it begins to flow. It begins to be easy. It, it begins to be instantaneous. Well, it, it, it I think was an advantage to me that I saw from the beginning a, a similarity between how I improved as a wrestler and how I improved as a writer. It was by redoing, doing it again. So it, it, it sounds crazy now to say, I learned to love repetition, but that was it. Um, I got good at repetition. Did you always like writing books? I think from the very first one, um, which I began when I was a graduate student uh, in Iowa um, and finished when I had my first uh, job as a teacher. Uh, I think from the very first time when I began and finished a novel 
And I felt rewarded, even though it wasn't a bestseller or a financial success. I felt this is what I will always do. This is all I really want to do. Um, to write one book after another, to think of the next one and the one after that. Um, and it, it seemed like such a luxury to me when the fourth novel was a bestseller and I was able to support myself as a writer by just writing. Uh, I no longer had to teach to earn an income. My writing was making enough money so that I could write all day. And I have felt lucky ever since that moment. Um, and I've never, uh, I, I've never looked back. It was it, it to 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 be able to do that thing which you imagined doing when you were a young teenager. Uh, it, it it came true to me. So I I have felt very lucky, and and still feel that way. As an author, what do you enjoy most? Well, I guess I, I've I've learned to like all phases of the process of writing a novel, the imagining it, the letting it sit for a while and grow more of a story, grow more characters. I I don't have the confidence to begin a story until I believe I've imagined the ending so that I am writing toward an ending I've already seen, I've already written a rough draft of. Um, I, I gotta say, I like, I like the excitement of starting a new novel for the first time again. That's a certain feeling. There's nothing that feels as good as getting to the ending of a novel, one that you have imagined, uh, one that's been in your imagination for four or five years longer than it even took to write the book. Um, so th there are all these stages along the way, and they're different from one another, but I like them all. Um, by the time a novel is published, by the time it's in 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 the hands of the reading public, I'm usually already starting the next one. So that at a time when other people are talking about what I've written or interviewing me about what I've written, my mind is already ahead of them I'm already in the next one. Uh, and I, that's kind of fun too, to 
to know that what you're the, the novel people are reading, the novel people are talking about and talking to you about is from the moment it's published, it's already old news to you. And and there's something new that is in your imagination. How long does it usually take uh, to write your books? My novels usually wait, gathering a pile of pages, lots of notes, a story outline, character outline. They usually wait for at least five or six years, at least five or six years, before they're ready to start writing. One novel waited 20 years before I started to write it. That's unusual. But they, the novels usually wait for as many years or more than it will take me to finish them once I do begin. And the shortest novel to write took me four years. The longest one to write took me nine. Five or six years from the moment I start a novel to the moment I finish it, five or six years is maybe average. And as I get older, I've tried to write what I imagine are the longer or the harder novels first. So that now at my age, I'm 81, I see in the novels waiting to be written only shorter, easier novels ahead of me. So that plan worked out so far. There's nothing, there's no more questions. Well, they were very good questions. Thank you very much for them. Yeah. By the way, Caleb was chosen. We have a, a bookworm club here. So basically all of our students, they read one book per quarter they get like a special prize and Caleb always reads like 200 books or something, something crazy, like every quarter, right? Oh, He's the voracious reader I'm aware of here. So just so you know. And, and I remember it, by the way, in the world, according to Garp, I always remember how the narrator, he, he had to choose one or the other. He had to be a writer. By being a writer, he couldn't, didn't have time to read and, and it bothered him so much. I always think about that. Well, I uh, for most of my life, I haven't been that extreme. I've managed to keep reading. But from the moment I started to write screenplays, uh, along with writing novels, I didn't have so much between time mm. when I was between novels. And so the screenwriting has taken away from my reading. Mm. Um, and again, to um, go where I finished my age, um, I'm more conscious now of realistically how many more books do, am I going to write? And therefore, I find myself making the decision that 
I would rather be writing a book than reading one. Gotcha. Um, but I was a really a pretty good reader when I was your age, Caleb, and and through school. One of the things that made school so hard was how much I loved reading novels and how much time it took for me to read a novel, which took away from my schoolwork. Um, and you see over the shoulder here, that slant board with some pages on it. Well, I still write this way. Hmm. I still write my first drafts by hand because it slows me down. Hmm. And if I write, I'm, I'm too fast on a keyboard. And if I do it that way on the board there, um, it seems to be the, the speed, the right speed to go. I make fewer mistakes when I'm writing by hand than I do when I'm on the keyboard. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for your time. Caleb, thank you for your time as well. Um, this will be live or on, you know, on our YouTube channel in about two months, and we'll, we'll let you know. Well, thank you for thinking of me and of course. In, inviting me. It, um, it's the school years where you are, Caleb, were the hardest ones for me. And if it helps you, just think that um, if you learn how to cope with the schoolwork now, truly everything else is easier. <laughs> I think Caleb copes very well from what I've seen so far. I appreciate them. All right. Well, thank you both. And thank um, you guys. have a great day. It was a true thank honor. You. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.